the night of his arrest, Jesus withdrew to the Mount of Olives, and he knelt down and he prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And being in anguish, he prayed even more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. This is our Lord. This is how he loved us. And tonight is how we remember that, that he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Let's open with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, as we come together to worship and also to remember your sacrifice on the cross, Lord, help us to understand it in a more deep and real and personal way than we have before. Help us to understand even a fraction of the enormity of our sins that we put upon your Son's shoulders. Lord, help us understand that we might be more grateful, that we might turn from our sins, that we might rejoice in our salvation even more. Lord, we pray all these things in your name. Amen. Let's start by singing a couple hymns, starting with hymn number 185, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross. You may stay seated for these hymns.
Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus in the praetorium and gathered a whole company of soldiers all around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him and then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on his head. They put a staff in his right hand and they knelt in front of him and mocked him. Hail, King of the Jews, they said. They spit on him and took the staff and struck him on the head again and again. And after they had mocked him, they took off the robe and put his own clothes back on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the Skull, they crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on the left and one on the right. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, he saved others, let him save himself, if he is really God's Messiah, the Chosen One. For six hours, Jesus hung on the cross, enduring God's wrath for the sins of his people. For six hours, Jesus suffered humiliation and pain. For six hours, he is recorded as having said seven final statements. May we have our first reader come forward. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Romans 5 tells us that God gave his greatest example of his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. As Jesus hung on the cross, he was surrounded by nothing more than hate, by mockery, and torment. The people had made fun of this so-called king and jeered at him as he gasped in pain. And all of us, before of our salvation, would have been with them as well, yelling insults at the one who presumed to call us to repentance. Yet Jesus loved them, and he loved us, as he looked down on all of humanity from the beginning to the end of time. We see this on how he took up the role of mediator in this moment, intercessing for the people even as they killed him. Forgiveness was born out of his great love and his compassion for the children that he designed and he crafted from before the beginning of time. His children. Children that didn't deserve forgiveness, but were extended it even so. May we have our second reader come forward. Truly, I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. Two thieves hung next to Jesus. One deep in his anger and his rebellion, the other contrite and full of faith. 
Remember me, Jesus, he gasped as the second thief looked down at the final hours of his own life. He recognized the lordship of Christ, and he asked for mercy, even though he knew he had done nothing to deserve it. And Jesus, the great shepherd, took this one lost sheep back into his fold and assured him of the great salvation that awaited him. What had previously been the worst day for this thief's life had just become the best, because by the end of that day, he would be with Christ in heaven as an adopted son of the king. May the third reader come forward. Women, behold your son. Son, behold your mother. Now, while most of those who stood around Christ's cross were either there to jeer at him or to condone his murder, there were a few who remained devoted and loyal to him. These followers included his mother Mary and his best friend John. Jesus saw the torment that they were going through, and he took the great commandment to love others before himself and enacted that. And so Jesus gave his last will and testament that Mary and John become family. John would take up the mantle of provider and protector, and Mary would adopt him as a son. Christ blessed both of them that way, to take care of them during the troubling and exciting years that lay ahead of them. May the fourth reader come forward. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When we think of the cross and we think of Jesus' suffering, usually our mind goes to the physical torment which he went through, which undeniably was great and nearly unbearable. But truly, the real suffering was when he took on the sins of the elect. At that moment, Jesus became a propitiation for our sins, assuming both the curse and the judgment that came with them. And the judgment was for the full force of God's wrath, be shown down on him. This is what Jesus bore for hours, experiencing the wrath of the Father as if he himself had performed every last act of sin that all of his believers had ever done or would ever do. In this indescribable agony, Christ vents from his innermost being and the words of the psalmist comes out of his mouth. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? These here are words of terror, words of pain, of separation. And yet, even in that agony, Christ 
did not forsake us. May the fifth reader come forward. I thirst. Despite what some proponent, Jesus was not play acting on the cross. He was not a spirit pretending to be in agony. His incarnate body was wearing down. It was nearing the final moments of his life. And part of that agony was a thirst. A thirst born from the blood loss and the exposure of hanging there for all those hours. And so Jesus asked for a small mercy from a soldier for a mouthful of wine and a sponge. And the soldier lifts up that sponge and a stalk of hyssop. And in that moment, that detail brings us back to the book of Exodus. When the Israelites would take a rag soaked with the blood of the lamb and put it on a stalk of hyssop and raise it on their door frame and mark it so that God's wrath would pass over their house. And so too, the blood of this lamb will cause the wrath of God to pass over us. May we have our sixth reader come forward. It is finished. So often have we heard these words, it is finished. And we take it either as words of a sign of defeat or of relief that an agony is over. And yet, that's not how Jesus intended them to be. It is finished is a cry of victory. It is finished marks the point where the Messiah's work is done. It is full. It is complete. It has come to fruition. And Jesus says, I have won. It is finished. My work from beginning to end in my life has been perfect, has been sinless, and now can be used as a substitute, a perfect substitute for my sheep. He had run the most difficult race. He had fought the most difficult fight of his life. And he was the victor. Sin was now finished. Satan was finished. And the separation between God and his people was done forevermore. May the seventh reader come forward. Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. In that last moment, as Jesus took his final breath, all was right between him and the Father again. God's wrath had been fully satisfied by the sacrificing atonement of Christ on the cross. And God's holiness was vindicated. Christ's sinless life had been a victory from beginning to end. 
And so the son looks to the father and commits his spirit, trusting that the father will take it and care for it until what would happen three days later. And then the Roman soldiers, seeing that Christ had died, drove a spear into his body. And they took his body down from the cross where they laid it in a tomb. 